Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. There's a place down by the water, muddy, muddy water by the trestle tracks, where the big band plays on Saturdays and the rum runs thick and fast. Come dance your girl through the curling smoke of this unholy sight. Swing it from the rafters. We went home, we thought. Go back in time just for a night when living like this was wrong. Swing it from the rafters. Slide your feet to the fiddle and bass. When you run into the sheriff, don't you whisper, don't you whisper about this. Jimmy, he grows poppies in his field out back. Although we don't talk about it, because he's a dangerous cat. Ooh, at his barn we party, steel guitar, and linen glow. This big band in five counties, you ought to hear that drum. So 
Uh, I know listeners around the world, uh, particularly in the United States and the western part of the country, probably are really dealing with some serious ice problems out here. So have you seen any ice in your part of the woods? No, but if we get ice, uh, what you don't want to have is black ice, like on the roads, and that is something that can happen here. But we really we have not experienced ice, and we're at 40 degrees right now, so we won't see any ice today unless we get it out of the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Well, wherever you are, we hope you're staying safe. So I've I've had a lot of friends out in Texas and Oklahoma and some areas that have posted photographs, and uh, it's been pretty pretty nasty there. So a pretty serious snowstorm. So hope you're safe wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, that first song was Western Swing Authority, and the guys were just in town in Nashville recording about two weeks ago. Oh, so, oh they um, were. Oh, they were, and, and they had such a busy schedule, we didn't get to connect, but I think maybe the next time they're in town, we'll, we'll do that. So a uh, great song, and we're looking forward to having them back on the show with a new album as well. So... A lot of fun talking and visiting with him. Our guest today is the phenomenal who? Carolyn Seals. We can't wait. The phenomenal <laughs> Carolyn Seals. And always great to have her on the show. And I have just about decided we must make this an annual event uh, about February because I believe she was on the show in February a year ago. And uh, apparently she is one of my favorite Valentine guests or something. I'm not sure what the deal is. (laughs) Always great to have her on. And in the uh, second hour of the show, we'll be talking with Sherry Copeland with Backcountry Horsemen of America. And a lot of great information we'll be sharing from Sherry. Country Horsemen of America, Bobby, is celebrating their 50th anniversary this year. So we'll be talking a bit about that. So that's pretty cool. But... uh, we want to get to Carolyn Seals, and we're going to take a listen to a great song she's done called Hold Your Horses. So hold your horses and get ready for Carolyn Seals today on the Campfire Cafe. Hold your Yeah. 
Award-winning Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard the Carolyn Sills Combo's original Hold Your Horses from their album, Return to El Paso. The Santa Cruz Weekly has this to say about today's featured guest, Carolyn Sills. Channeling the playful, sultry approach of the pop vocalists of the 1940s and 50s as easily as she plays twang, surf, or spaghetti western instrumentals, Carolyn Sills is a multifaceted singer-songwriter bassist with a penchant for pop. Carolyn Sills with her husband and bandmate Gerard Egan are on the road heading for Memphis and the annual Ameripolitan Awards. Crossing the country from their home base of Santa Cruz, California, their Poi Rogers Memphis Band Tour may be stopping near you. How to describe Poi Rogers? Somewhere in between the tropical lounges of the 1930s Los Angeles and the honky-tonk beer joints of rural 1950s California, you'll find Poi Rogers. Carolyn and Gerard are known for their imaginative, original, and highly entertaining music. It grabs the audience right out of their seats and onto the dance floor, or do something wild like grab a maple glazed donut. Please welcome back to Campfire Cafe, one of the top five nominees for the Ameripolitan 2023 Western Swing Female, Carolyn Sills. Welcome, Carolyn. Oh, thank you so much, Bobby Jean. Thank you, Gary. Hey, Carolyn. How are you, my friend? I'm so good. It's so good to be back. And, and I heard you earlier, I guess, it's a happy anniversary to having me on the show once again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so weird because uh, uh, I think this is not the first time you've been on in February. I mean, last year you were on in February. I have no I idea so. how I connect yeah, you I with think. Valentine or something, but I guess I do. I guess I Well, I'm flattered. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so Bobby had mentioned Poi Rogers. And uh, for our audience that's listening around the world, that is Poi, P-O-I Rogers, not Roy Rogers. What is Poi? That is correct. What is Poi? Well, Poi is a wonderful food made in Hawaii. It's actually based on the taro root, and it's a superfood, actually, very healthy for you, Um, you know, like a plant. and I got to be honest, I don't have that much experience eating it. But uh, when Gerard and I got together and started kind of pondering, how can we take our love for vintage, you know, Hawaiian steel guitar music and vintage cowboy and country and Western swing and combine them into something that would make sense? Um, all of a sudden, it just kind of dawned on us that we could do something fun with Roy Rogers' name and combine Hawaiian and cowboy music at the same time. That is so cool, Boy Rogers. And by yeah. the way, I googled, I googled that before the show, and <laughs> and what I saw didn't look appealing to me. It was like purple right. something. Well, so. Oh, it looks yummy to me. Oh, good. <laughs> good, 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 good. Well, it's exciting to be nominated again for the Mayor Paulson Awards and heading to it Memphis, is. Tennessee. Yeah. So honored. It's such a wonderful organization. You know, they do so much to support people that are playing, you know, music that is kind of inspired and influenced by all this classic, you know, Western cowboy, honky tonk, you know, rockabilly, all those older, you know, American American genres that we love. So, um, yeah, it's just it's a wonderful place to go. It's you know, so many artists attend and perform, and um, you know, we've been nominated. Gosh, I'm almost every year since I want to say 2000. 16 or 17, um, you know, our band 
the Carolyn Pulse Combo won for Western Swing Group back in 2018, and I've been nominated a few times for Western Swing Female, so just honored to be back once again. Well, I understand that you are a favorite, so that is oh, so cool. thanks for that. that is so I feel like cool. after this many nominations, though, I'm like the Susan Lucy of Western Swing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, God. <laughs> well, the the album, uh, uh, Return to El Paso. Uh, yeah. I hope I said that you right. El Paso well. Yeah, you did. Uh, you. Yeah, yeah. But it is absolutely great. There's so many fun songs on there, and I love this one. And uh, tell us about Felina. Oh, I would love to. Yeah, so the album itself, um, you know, what we did is t- we took five songs, and we wrote them based on the characters in Marty Robbins' El Paso. So for us, it's, you know, we would hope anyone that loves Marty Robbins and especially loves that particular song would have fun taking a listen to, you know, kind of our interpretation of, you know, the motivation of the different characters at Rose's Cantina, um, you know, and like Hold Your Horses that you played at the top there is, you know, even that is one of the characters when he runs out the back door and steals a horse so he could ride off to the Badlands of New Mexico. So, the 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 first track is uh, the track you're about to play called Felina and in my opinion you know Felina you know Marty painted her as wicked and evil and casting the spell and just knowing that about her I I kind of assumed especially even when I was a kid listening to Marty sing that song that she kind of masterminded the whole situation you know she kind of made sure that Marty would be there at the same time that her handsome young stranger might show up and kind of have the two lovers fight it out for her so. This next song is kind of her, kind of her motivation, and, and Marty's pleading with her to, you know, don't go to Rose's Cantina because he knows something bad might happen. Well, this is a great, great song. You're going to love it. It's Felina, our very special guest today is Miss Carol Fields. Oh, Felina, don't go to Rose's tonight. I got a feeling that cantina's due for a fight. Oh, Felina, those men don't care that you're mine. They only care that you're dancing one dime at a time. Oh, Felina, I know we Let's 
Carolyn Sills combo with our guest Carolyn Sills on lead vocal from the fabulous album Return to El Paso, and we're chatting with Carolyn today. Um, so, Carolyn, um, you all have so much fun making videos. Um, mm-hmm. You do more than you know. You have videos of of you performing, then you know that's great. But you also have really fun, engaging, surprising, wacky. <laughs> And so uh, last night I was watching kind of a new one on Ghost Reindeer in the Sky that was very fun with you all in sort of holiday-themed attire. Oh, yeah. um, Yeah, and then tell me about the donut song. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that actually is a true story. So uh, during COVID, um, you know, the guitar player Gerard Egan uh, in the combo is my husband, and, you know, we live together here in in Santa Cruz, and, um, you know, one of the few places that we'd still frequent, you know, during the, the shelter in place was our, our local donut shop, um, obviously, because you have to support the, the stores you want to see keep open in your town, so mm-hmm. uh, he would wake up in the morning, yeah, right, <laughs> so he'd wake up in the morning and um, wouldn't wake my dog or myself, and he would go downstairs, he'd put on a full pot of coffee, and then he'd go out and get his donuts, and then he'd come home. And I started to realize kind of a pattern that every time I heard him pull up, because as soon as my dog heard the, the van pull up, his ears would perk up, uh, that as soon as he pulled up, the coffee pot would beep. And so eventually I said to him, you know, you realize you, you realize it takes you know the time to make one pot of coffee for you to go get a maple glazed donut. And uh, we started joking about that, and I thought, well, maybe there's a song in there. So we actually used um, – are you familiar with the the girl on the billboard? Uh, that fun old song. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So okay. we kind of used that used that as a template, um, and we kind of wrote a song about wanting to live in a town where it only takes the time to brew one pot of coffee for a man to get a glazed donut. Um, so that was kind of the the start of that song. So once we finished it, we said, "Well, we got to have a fun donut themed video for this," and uh, and so we got together with our good friend um, Andy Zezak, who runs Gadget Box Studios here in Santa Cruz, and and we had way too much fun over two days with about 67 donuts, I believe, um, <laughs> and, and all five of us. So it was it was a good time, but we all went on a diet afterwards. So I started no to say. Uh, and, it, it, and I think it came out in time for National Donut Day. It did, yeah. You know, I actually, I'm embarrassed. I did not know there was a National Donut Day until we started writing this song, but we realized that uh, June, it's, I believe it's usually the first Friday in June. So June, I believe it was June 4th last year. And uh, we were able to celebrate National Donut Day with our, our new donut song and, and spread the video around to donut lovers across the world. <laughs> Which is Carolyn, kind of I've got to tell now, you. Yeah. Go ahead, Gary. Yeah. No, I just started to say, I got to tell you that there's a national day of something uh, for everything, yes. I believe. <laughs> Every day. You know? True. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> uh, let's get to another song real quickly. And uh, and this sure. is another great song. I, I love all of your music. And uh, you. sometimes the titles are pretty interesting. This one is, is, uh, is, you know, it's not as interesting as the one we're going to play after that. But it's a beautiful <laughs> song called Let the Teardrops Fall. Let's take a listen to that and come back and talk with Carolyn Seals, and maybe we'll talk about donuts or something else on the Campfire (laughs) Cafe. Let the teardrops fall. 
Carolyn Seals, let teardrops fall. <laughs> Carolyn, I was uh, listening to that song, and I was just, when did you start singing? Where, where, where did you grow up, and when did you start oh, singing? Oh, goodness. I grew up in the Chicago area, um, and I'm just lucky. I mean, my dad, I mean, no one in my family really played music, but they're just avid music lovers. Uh, and my father, he always had the radio on, and, and he's a big fan of doo-wop. And uh, so we'd drive around, you know, singing together and harmonizing together and just, just having a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And um, as I got older, I, you know, I joined the school choir, and then I joined some other specialty choirs and stuff like that. So, yeah, I just, you know, I just feel like from starting at an early age and just listening to a lot of music, you know, you start to kind of let it all sink into your ear and, and I'm just lucky that uh, I got an early start. Wow, wow. So how did you end up in California? I ended up here, this is actually, we're going on 13 years uh, next month will be that we've been here in Santa Cruz. And uh, we couldn't be happier. It's a you know, beautiful place to live, uh, just wonderful community of people. And we're real close to the to the water and we can get to the redwoods, you know, in, in about 10 minutes. Um, so it's, it's heaven for our dog, which means it's heaven for us too. So, so we love it. <laughs> Um, but we actually got here um, uh, for work initially. Um, we came out, you know, we, we figured we could play music anywhere. And as a lot of musicians, you know, you got to also usually have something to support you <laughs> in the meantime when you're not playing shows. Um, right. So Gerard and I moved out here to work at Santa Cruz Guitar Company. Um, so he was building instruments and I was um, in the front office doing sales and marketing and all that. So it was a great way to kind of, you know, be involved in the music industry while we're also working on, you know, our own music and, and booking shows. So, um, yeah, that's what got us out here, and, and uh, we're, we've been having a great time. You know, it's a, Santa Cruz is a very supportive musical community. There's a lot of great musicians here, and everybody, you know, really helps each other out, and um, so we're, we feel real fortunate. Oh, wow. Wow. So did you meet Joe back in Chicago? Um, I actually met him on the East Coast, and we lived together – uh, in Brooklyn, New York, of all places, for almost 10 years, and that's kind of where we got our start playing together. We had a rockabilly trio initially, um, you know, myself on bass, him on guitar, and a drummer, and uh, we did a couple tours of Europe with that, you know, like the early 2000s, wow. and played a lot of venues, um, and actually, you know, we were doing more like blues, rock, you know, rockabilly, and it wasn't really until a friend of mine uh, got me into Patsy Cline that I really started to you know, work on singing country music, and, you know, I, I probably said this before in one of our interviews, but just, you know, studying Patsy, you know, I, to me, felt felt like my, you know, graduate school kind of of singing. I mean, I just really <laughs> listened to her music and would sing along with her, you know, yeah, because it was very affordable, so that was good, but, um, you know, we just practiced singing Patsy and learning her phrasing and her, you know, technique, and, you know, I really owe her a lot just for, I think, making me the wow. singer I am today, and, and that last song you just played, Let the Teardrops Fall, that's, that's actually a Patsy Cline song. Um, we put a little f- fun twist on it, or maybe fun's not the right word, but um, that's such like a, if you listen to her version of Let the Teardrops Fall, it's a real upbeat, you know, fun, happy tune. And we were kind of joking around one day, like, you know, wonder what this would sound in more of a minor key, because if you listen to the lyrics, you know, the subject matter's pretty sad, and, you know, she, yeah. she's in a bad place. So we kind of put a more minor key spin on it for the, Dime Stories album and the song you just played. Wow, wow, wow. I, I wanted to ask you real quickly. Um, mm-hmm. We lost Don Edwards this past year. Yeah. And, of course, Don was famous for the Santa Cruz guitar. So I guess you mm-hmm. knew Don. 
I did. I really was. Yeah, had the pleasure of spending some time with him and his wonderful wife Kathy. Um, you know, they came out to California a couple times for various you know anniversaries for the guitar company and and uh, the NAMM show. And we also had the pleasure of of visiting their ranch in Heiko, Texas, once when we were driving through on tour. And um, it was just. I mean, he was such a treasure. I know I don't have to tell you all that, but yeah, um, you know, I feel very honored that you know I got to spend time with him and you know have some meals with him and hear stories about you know, playing mm-hmm. music back in the day and, and also just hear him play. I mean, he's such a, I mean, I know, you know, people, some people can turn it on when they need to, but I feel like Don Edwards was just truly such a genuinely just kind, you know, beautiful person. And, you know, I, I definitely treasure, you know, all the time that I got to spend with him. You know. Well, I think he was a, a lot. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think there's a video of him at the NOM, one of the NOM um, uh, gatherings, mm-hmm. and he's just sit in the Santa Cruz booth, I think, and he's just sitting there, and I think he's singing Ghost Riders, and mm-hmm. um, Ghost Riders in the Sky, and the crowd, you know, he's just he's just sitting with the guitar playing in a place with music everywhere, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? and he just, his his voice and his, you know, his, the way that he just had a charismatic presence, even just sitting down with an instrument. Oh, yeah. And it just seemed like um, this video he had suddenly, it was like everybody was around him, you know, to listen to that. And I think that's yeah. so interesting because we, we all know him in a Western festival or specific Western event where we, we all we're already fans Come and for to that play music, somewhere right. like that and have people who have no idea who that is, or, you know, they maybe know this mm-hmm. song because it's such a well-known song, but I thought, Oh my goodness. What, um, what a fabulous, you know, experience for people to get to see him there that way. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, that's, that's such a wonderful memory for me. Cause you're right. I mean, he, you know, there's rock and rollers walking around and punk rockers and all, you know, people of all types of music. But, you know, just it was just on, just a man and his guitar and he just started playing and you could kind of see everyone kind of coming out of the woodworks and peering around the corner. And I feel like he just yeah. drew everybody in with his voice and his magnetism. And, yeah, it was a real, real yeah. special moment for us to watch. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was yeah. a treasure. He was a treasure. Mm-hmm. But let's get back to some more music. And oh, so right. when I mentioned a little bit ago about interesting song titles, this is an interesting song title. I'm not <laughs> crying. I've just rubbed jalapenos in my eyes. So <laughs> how, how did you how did you come up? I mean, I've done that, oh. but how did you come up oh, with yeah. that title? <laughs> well, it's funny. I mean, that is another true story. You know, I, I like to write about what to know, but yeah, I, I'm definitely someone who does that. Um, but when we were working on this uh, Return to El Paso record, um, that line had kind of been just swimming around in my head for a couple of years now, just because I'd said it out loud once to Gerard, and we thought it was funny, and I thought you know, I could do something with that at some point. Um, and then one day I was thinking, you know, who would say that? Like, who would say, who would, you know, want to hide the fact that they were so sad or they were crying, and, and where would they be that they'd be rubbing jalapenos in their eyes? So I started thinking about, you know, a cantina or a Mexican restaurant or somebody, you know, being somewhere in that situation. Um, and that's when I started thinking about Felina um, at Rose's Cantina in Marty Robbins, El Paso. And as I said before, her being such a strong willed woman, her being 
you know, such a mastermind of, of the terrible, you know, situation that happens at Rose's that night in Marty's song. I thought she would never want to show weakness. She would always want to show that she's in charge. And, and so I thought she'd be the perfect person to, to sing that line. So, so away we went. <laughs> All right. Let's say, listen to I'm Not Crying. I've Just Rubbed Jalapenos in My Eyes. This is Carolyn Phil. <laughs>
I've just rubbed jalapenos in my eyes. <laughs> we don't recommend so doing that at home. <laughs> you guys are so witty. From um, oh. Return to El Paso, the Carolyn Stills combo. Um, let's see. So tell me, is there mm-hmm. a new album on the way? Oh, my goodness. Is there ever? We are very excited. We are almost completed with a full-length new combo album. And uh, we'll also have many new wacky videos for you as well, Bobby Jean. And uh, we're hoping to get all that out sometime in the in the spring. Um, and so that's real exciting. Um, you know, you remember Charlie Joe Wallace on steel, uh, Sunshine Jackson on vocals, Jimmy Norris, our drummer. So the five of us have worked real hard on this, and uh, we're real excited to get it out there again. Um, I know, like all bands, you know, everyone was kind of busy during the, the non-touring phases, and now everyone's getting some fun stuff out there. So we can't wait for that. And then... Um, like you mentioned, Poi Rogers, uh, Jordan, my duo, you know, we'll be on tour for the next few weeks, going out to Memphis and back. And then uh, when we return, we also plan to work on a, an album for that as well. So it should oh, be wow. a year of, of a lot of, yeah, fun new music. So I'd love to get both of those to you as soon as I'm able. Do that. We look, Do that. We look forward to yeah. it. Yes, yes, yes. That's very exciting. Oh, great. Uh, Gary, what are we playing next? Who can I count on? Will be the next one, right. and uh, and uh, before I do that, I, I was just it just struck me. Have you ever seen the Steve Martin El Paso YouTube video? Ha! <laughs> of course I have, Gary. I had, I had, and I, I actually thought, oh, wish I we could have done a, a video like that. <laughs> yeah, I was just I'm I'm actually I'm looking at it right now, and it's like mm-hmm. you guys need to do a video to go along with. <laughs> this is That's so fun. So great. It oh, I would love funny. it. Yeah, it's, that's a classic for anyone who hasn't seen it. I, I highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get to Who Can I Count On? We'll be back in just a minute. We're talking with our very special guest today, Miss Carolyn Seals. And gentle from the start But now it seems that I can't go on living If living means we'd have to live apart Who can I count on if I can't count on you? There goes my happiness that it comes to blue Can't count on you, Charlie Joe. 
is almost open Just one more step or two and I'll be in Then all at once the vows you made were broken The door to happiness was closed again Who can I count on if I
one from their album, Dime Stories, Volume 2, uh, the Carolyn Sills combo. And, of course, uh, if you're just tuning in, that's the Carolyn Sills is on the um, featured vocalist. And um, your music just always makes us smile. Um, just so fun. And you've got a couple different websites now. Poi Rogers seems to have its own Facebook page. When you go to the Sil- Carolyn Sills combo page now, there's you can look at Carolyn Sills combo or you can click for Poi Rogers. So how do our listeners find um, find you, Carolyn? Um, I would say it's going to carolynsills.com. It gives you access to both the combo and Poi Rogers. So that's a great way just to see what both of our acts are doing. And, um, yeah, like you said, you know, all of it's on social media as well. But, you know, I love talking to people that are interested in our music or just interested in, in tamales and jalapenos. So anyone's <laughs> you know, welcome to drop me a line at any time. Our donuts. Yeah. Our donuts. Our donuts. Well, exactly. And, have dessert. you know, when I was – when I was watching videos, I'll just do this too. Um, it looked like you only have 300 subscribers. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And I know a few weeks ago we had another guest on Claudia Nygaard and she talked about, you know, I need to hit a thousand. When I hit a thousand subscribers, things kind of happen for performers Mm -hmm. on YouTube. So we would love to encourage our listeners, go check out their videos on YouTube and subscribe. Let's get you all up to a thousand or more. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. That'd be great. Oh gosh, yeah. we love that. Yeah, we want to keep sharing more videos with everybody. So we look forward to more, more of the spring and summer. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Um, let's where's, see. Where's the best way yeah, to get the, your music? Um, I mean, you know, we're on all streaming platforms if people like to do, you know, Spotify or Apple Music, stuff like that. Um, you know, we like the old-fashioned way, too, so if you listen to vinyl records, uh, you can order one off our website, and we'd happily send one out to you right from our apartment here in Santa Cruz, California. Um, and, yeah, you can also find it on, uh, you know, any of the other um, online, you know, streaming services that people use. So we're we're out there wherever you like to get your music. All right, and now- encourage folks to just buy it directly from Carolyn Seals from her website. Oh, well, thanks for that. That yeah, would we do, be the we do way to do it. That. Yes, yeah, please always, do that. We always throw some goodies in there. Yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> well, you have been so much fun to have on the show. Aww. Love your music. Love watching you. Love your videos. Aww. Love Carolyn Seals and Gerard Eagle. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And the Carolyn Combo. You guys are wonderful. Combo. Appreciate it. Well, look forward to having you back real soon and look forward to the new music coming out in the spring of this year. And uh, so, Carolyn, we're going to close out this segment with uh, Lorena, and uh, we wish you the best of luck at the Ameripolitan Music you. Awards. So we look forward oh, to thank seeing you. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you soon. Really appreciate that. Take care, guys. Thank you again. All right. Have a great Bye-bye. tour. Thank you. Wonder 
It's time now to saddle up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. And we'll be back in just a moment on Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. It's as plain as 
but he's written several books and uh, just one of the coolest guys that you can ever visit with. And, uh, yes. If he's there for the celebration, please tell him I said hello. I, I will certainly do that. I will certainly do that. And, and that's one thing that we are trying. Our national board meeting is coming up in April. And that's what we are doing um, is we're going back to the flathead of Montana for that uh, Where it started. celebration. And yeah. uh, it's in Kalispell, uh, Montana. So we're going to convene back there where it all started. Now, while we won't be able to go um, actually to the location, <laughs> right, right. We, we will do the best we can. So that's um that's what we have planned. And with well, that, that we're so going cool. to invite invite back all the past chairmen that are still with us. Uh we have probably seven or eight that are still with us. And wow. uh Ro Roland is the only one um that is still living uh of our of our four founding fathers that started it all. So we're right. hoping to get him there. Uh, and, uh, yes, that will be a, a great celebration. Well, that's, that's pretty exciting. That is pretty exciting. But, uh, yeah, to, to imagine 50 years, but then when you said 1973, I thought, good Lord, has it already been 50 years? And <laughs> yes. where, yes. where'd time go, Bobby? <laughs> I'm not sure where it's gone, where it's gone, but. I don't know. Fifty years is, you know, in the beginning it feels like fifty years from now seems, you know, like yeah, a really yeah. long time. But it just flies, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. And then I think when you say fifty years, and I think, well, golly, Back Country Horseman of America has been on this radio show with us for about ten years now. So that's one fifth of the time that you've been in existence. That's pretty amazing. Yes, it is. It is. And when you, when you look at something like that, um, it, it really makes you stop and think, um, how, did, how did we get here and where yeah. are we going? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, we're, we're, like I said, it started with one state and then quickly developed into four uh, joining the group up there. And now we are just so Proud that we just welcomed our 32nd state into oh, wow. that country, Horsemen of America, oh, wow. Texas, just wow. joined And so we, we couldn't be happier with that. And um, what, you know, you have to look at what, what has contributed to the success and the sustainability of backcountry horsemen. And that really all starts with it being a grassroots organization. And, and what that means. Uh, Backcountry Horsemen is truly a bottom-up organization. It starts with those 13,000 members on the ground that do the work. And then the, those 13,000 members belong to um, over 200 chapters. Oh, wow. That work work in their local area. And then that equates to the 32 state organizations. And that is then what Backcountry Horsemen of America is comprised of, is 32 
state organizations. And uh, it's really an honor and a privilege to represent those 13,000 members that accomplish all of the work on the ground. Let me ask you, Sherry, and I'm sure we've talked about this in the past, but how did you get involved with backcountry? You're in Missouri, right? Yes, I am in Missouri, and I I am very proud to be second generation backcountry horseman. And um, it it all started um, in Missouri. Uh, my parents were very instrumental in founding members of Backcountry Horsemen of Missouri. And um, as as a family, I grew up trail riding. Wow. And those um, places and experiences were very precious to me and my family. And it became obvious um, some 25 years ago now, that a lot of Missouri opportunities were being threatened for equestrians because other groups um, didn't appreciate sharing trails and places with horses. And we knew if we didn't organize in some fashion to be a collective voice, that those opportunities would be lost for our now second, third, and fourth generations. And that's really how Backcountry Horsemen of Missouri came into play, uh, was because of threats uh, within the public lands here in Missouri. And we found Backcountry Horsemen of America, who had started, you know, 25 years previous to that, for that particular reason. And, you know, Don't reinvent the wheel. Just join the group that is already established. So that's what we do. Yeah. Now I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna go a little bit further. I asked how you got involved with it, so second generation. But now it is quite an accomplishment to to be a female and now be the chairman of Backcountry Horsemen of America. That's that to me. That's quite an accomplishment. Uh, you, you know, you've had how many, many players have been chairman so far? Well, thank you, and and that's another thing I'm very proud of. I am the second female chairman mm-hmm. of Backcountry mm-hmm. Horsemen of America, mm-hmm. and um, really within Backcountry Horsemen of America, um, gender is not an issue. Uh, we are, it's the work involved. And so that's how you achieve the positions within Backcountry Horsemen of America is you you put in the work. And um, I became, I was lucky enough to serve as national director representing Missouri on the BCHA board of directors. And, and that's where the officers come from, is the board of directors. Uh, yeah. Every state sends two directors to represent them on the board. States have equal representation. And uh, once you um, get to that level, then it's kind of contagious. You, you just want to do more and more and more um, because you see what can be accomplished within the, mm-hmm. within the group. 
And mm-hmm. so that's, I, I became very passionate and I thought, I, I have more to contribute. And so I served as a national director and then served as treasurer. I am an accountant so uh, by trade. And so that um, was a, a logical place for me to contribute more, was serving as treasurer. And from that, then, I uh, served as vice chairman. And then from that, um, I was lucky enough to have uh, the vote of confidence from the board of directors to be elected chairman. And I'm coming to the end of my second term as chairman. And can only serve, you can only serve two years uh, yeah. in an office. Oh. So um, I will be, um, I will still remain a member of our executive board, our executive committee as past chairman. But um, yeah, it, it's always, you're always striving to leave it uh, better than you found it. And, but never quit supporting it. So that that's part of my mission is to, contribute what I can, uh, accomplish what I can, and then support the next generation. So that, that's where well, we I are think, now. Well, I think uh, congratulations are in order for having been only the second one chairman of Backcountry Horsemen of America in 50 years. And that's quite well, an accomplishment and speaks very highly of you. And, uh, thank you. So I, I like to say I... I, I am the chairman of seconds because not only am I the second female chairman, uh, I am second generation. I'm the first second generation chairman, and I am also the second chairman that is east of the Rocky Mountains. You and, and Jim McGarvey. That, that you shows. and Jim McGarvey. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Jim McGarvey was the first chairman um, that was elected that was from east of the Rocky Mountains. So that, that's, uh, that's, I, I, I'm that's very... as big an accomplishment as being the second woman, I think, just about. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, gosh. Hey, I want to take a quick break quickly and come back and talk more with Sherry Copeland about the 50 years of service that Backcountry of America has rendered to all trail riders out there. But let's take a listen to a song by Randy Houston. It's one called Dust Off Your Saddle, and we'll be back in just a moment. There's a warm wind blowing down off the mountain. The whistle pigs are singing songs of spring. I'm hearing voices. Does that mean I'm crazy? Well, I'm waiting for the quitting bell to ring. I guess eight to five doesn't fit my program. It costs too much just to earn this check. This itch I feel is deeper than the bed bugs. It's tighter than the tie around my neck. Dust off your saddle. Voices say, there's a little angel shouting in my brain. The battle of security versus my insanity. The good guys are going to win the battle. 
because a state agency here in Missouri, uh, the Missouri Department of Conservation, um, passed uh, a change in their use of some of their trails, uh, the multi-use trails, even though they were um, non-motorized, the agency is now allowing electric bicycles on those trails, mm-hmm. and which um, can be a safety issue just because of the speed of some of those. So we wanted to really let the local users of those trails know, hey, this is a change now, and here's how we need to deal with that. Um, And so it was uh, extremely helpful. The agencies um, then, we also got to put signs in uh, Forest Service and state parks. And it kind of Mm -hmm. spread across the state of Missouri with other chapters saying, hey, could we have some of those signs? We said, absolutely. So now we've got those signs um, across Missouri in different locations that just say, hey, you know, be aware, be courteous when you meet other users, and we can can all share these trails and and keep them safe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a big part of what of what you do, uh, what the organization does. I think is you know it's it's um, keeping the trails open and then it's protecting them for all users. Are you continuing to see an increase in use? We know we were seeing that during the uh, pandemic years. Um, of course, we're going you know we're, we're in winter right now, but. <laughs> But do you anticipate um, even higher use of trails come spring and summer this year? We do. We do. And we're seeing that across the country um, to um, almost the detriment of equestrians at some point um, because there has been an issue over the last couple of years and, and probably due to the pandemic that um, horse camps that are equestrian-only horse camps are being overtaken by non-equestrian users. Mm -hmm. Um, Campgrounds are being full. Um, They like the areas where those equestrian campgrounds are. And so it's uh, becoming – equestrian campgrounds are a little bit more um, defined because it takes some special – um, infrastructure to handle the equestrian, the horses. If you're camping with your horses, you can't just pull into any old campsite. You need a place for those uh, horses and mules. So, um, yes, we, we are seeing uh, uh, an increase. I, I don't think we're going to see a decrease just because the pandemic is, um, is over. And uh, that's part of what BCHA can facilitate on a national level is working with the Forest Service to say, hey, you know, we're seeing this. What can we do to help you alleviate these issues? And Mm -hmm. uh, we're having good success in working with the Forest Service. But, yes, the the usage is there. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what do you see as some goals um, for 2023, and how can listeners get involved? Sure. Um, I, I want to encourage all the listeners to follow us on Facebook. 
Um, there's lots of good information there. Um, and we, we do have YouTube videos also, and those can be accessed through our website, bcha.org. And um, just keep an eye out on what, what you want to see happen in your area. And most likely, if uh, you're a trail rider, there is a group of backcountry horsemen that you can come directly involved with. And we want to, of course, do a lot of outreach in the coming years uh, to youth. I mean, that, that is our, um, we, we laughed about, you know, uh, 50 years and the aging. Well, backcountry horsemen age out. Um, we, we get old. <laughs> no, and, and, no, no, no. <laughs> it's it's really? our responsibility to bring on that next generation and mentor them. Um, we have um, a group in California that um, has funded an internship with the Forest Service. Um, they fund an intern being able to come and be involved with the Forest Service as a um, sustainable process to keep those younger people coming up. Um, you know, working with the agencies, their staff and all age out also. They retire. And so it's um, that country horseman feels the responsibility to help facilitate the agencies also. So we've got a group in California, a chapter in California, that that's one of their projects is funding for an intern for the Forest Service. So that, mm. that's really looking into the future. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, I just, again, I'm kind of going through this newsletter, and, and um, what an interesting article about fish fish plant burnout, um, and this was in uh, California where they're just, of course, the Dixie Fire had devastated the north um, state, including the caribou wilderness, and I had no idea that you also get involved in, um, like, you know, fish management in some of the lakes. That's this is really an interesting article. So if you're listening, you need to go to their Facebook page and then click on the uh, winter newsletter. <laughs> yes, yes, that, that fish plant um, is, is intriguing to everyone, backcountry horsemen and the general public, um, because um, that's in wilderness. You know, you can't have motorized or mechanized uh equipment in there and when when the forest fires you know i've shared before how we provide that country horsemen can provide support for the firefighters during the forest service um, operations and things like that well the aftermath is also um, a place that that country horsemen provide the support not only um, access because during a forest fire, all the access, the trails can be blocked. And so backcountry horsemen can come in, clear those access points. And for the Forest Service and for recreation also. But then um, the, the wildlife. And this happened to be one particular instance where 15 lakes 
were affected by the forest fire. And some of those lakes, the backcountry horsemen had stocked with fish. That, that's what a fish plant is. It's uh, mm-hmm. stocking the, the, uh, and bringing the fish population back up to sustainable uh, levels. Particular um, was kind of a two part. First, they had to get the access available. So they started by clearing access routes to these 15 lakes, and then they actually packed in the little baby fish. They're called fingerlings. And to stock 15 lakes, um, it was uh, in excess of 35,000 fingerling fish that they packed into the 15 lakes. And they they are seeing great results um, because from the previous year's plant, um, those fish were up to uh, as much as six inches Mm -hmm. in a year's time. So Mm -hmm. it's the sustainable for the future. And and that's um, one of the things that we always look at within backcountry horsemen. Is it sustainable and is it contributing to the future enjoyment and recreation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. I had no no idea that y'all get involved in um, in that <laughs> fish and lakes. <laughs> yes, yes, and, and that that was working with one of the agencies, the Fish and Wildlife, U.S. Fish and Wildlife, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, so we we provide um, U.S. Forest Service. We provide support for them. Fish and Wildlife. We provide support for them. And uh, even even where equestrians are not um, using it for recreation, we we help uh, sustain it for the future, and and that's something oh, that's we're great. very proud of. That's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. One of the things when you were talking a little bit earlier about uh, the fact that you now have thirty two states, uh, if you are in a state that listening to this radio show today. And if you would like to have Backcountry Horseman as, uh, would you like to have Backcountry Horseman in your state, I guess they first become a chapter. Is that right? Yes. Yes. That uh, All it takes is um, a, a group that has the interest. And if they reach out to BCHA, we come in, we help mentor them, get them organized, and because th- there is a need across the United States, and sometimes the, the local people recognize that need. They just don't know what the first step is, and the first step is very simple, bcha.org, and we're there. There you go. There you go. So when we get into this time next year, uh, celebrating 51 years, wouldn't it be cool to have 38 states that have absolutely so cool? Yes, and so and cool. of of course the the goal is always 50 states. <laughs> well, that was the year after. That was the year after next year. I was going to say next, the year after that. Yes, yeah. But anyway, anyway, well, is it, it is exciting celebrating 50 years visit their website, bcha.org. And uh, and I will just mention now that they are on social media. I know that there are 
gosh, I don't know how many backcountry horsemen states have pages on Facebook. So uh, mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of information most, most that's of out there. Now. Yeah, a lot yeah, of information of out now. there. Yeah, so you can find bcha.org. You can also go to the site and find a chapter near you so that you can get involved as well. And, uh, I, you know, I think it would be pretty cool if uh, instead of 13,000 members, you had fifteen or 20,000 people that got involved and were part of this deal. Absolutely, and and that is the goal is always for outreach because the the need is there, and just just like Missouri did, we didn't have to reinvent the wheel. We just found where we belonged, and there you that, go. that's what our out our outreach is for a sustainable um, equestrian uh, enjoyment in the backcountry. There you go. Oh, I didn't ask you when we got started, Jerry. How about the ice storms out your way? Did you have much ice? Well, we did. We did. We had about uh, an inch of ice uh, yeah. spread across. And uh, but wow. it, yes, uh, but so far no damage, no uh, real damage. Uh, it just takes a while for it to go away and for things to get back to normal. <laughs> a lot of power outages and stuff but uh that's uh that that's to be expected here in Missouri and and yeah. I know we've got some other states Texas they're getting hit real hard again big time. and yeah, big time. so yes there there yeah. will be lots of cleanup on the trails I'm sure come spring uh but, yeah, I, but that's I what we do started to say we think about fires and the problems that they cause but these storms and ice storms would bringing down trees and branches and limbs are just as big a problem uh, out yes. here as well. So. Yes. Backcountry Horseman yes. helps keep these trails open, and you can get involved and be part of the solution, bcha.org. Sherry, thanks for being with us today. Look forward to having Thank you back Thank you so again. much. Certainly, certainly. Happy 50th anniversary. Thank you very much, and we'll keep you posted on the future. Uh, sounds good. Sounds good. We're going to listen to a song by Gene and Gary Prescott. We'll be back in just a moment with Bobby Bell on Saddle Up America. Thanks a lot, Sherry. Up in northern Arizona, There's a ranger trail that passes Through a mesa like a fairy lake With pines upon its brink And across the trail a stream runs All but hid in the grasses Till it finds an emerald hollow Where the ponies come to drink Out they clean across the mesa Windblown manes and forelocks dancing Black and sorrel, bathing pintos Wild as eagles, eyes agleam From their hooves the silver flashes Burning beads and arrows glancing To the bunch grass and the grandma as they cross the little stream 
We are, Mary Kay. Delightful <laughs> to share the mic with you again. <laughs> he just I just got home from running some errands. He goes, here, baby, sit down. Bobby, it's so good to hear from you. I just love your voice. Oh, and your goodness. laugh. You just you brighten up the oh. room. How was the show today? Oh, we had a great show today, and and how lovely that we're going to finish it with you. How terrific. (laughs) Are are you enjoying being a radio host yourself now? Do you know, I really am. I I thought I wouldn't like it, but um, I really love talking to artists, and so I can tell you also feel the same way. I just, it feels so fun just to dig in and ask questions that you wish you could ask when you're listening to a concert, and uh, I'm enjoying it a lot. I would imagine that I would imagine that you would be, and then coming to it from with artist background, songwriting background, performing background, um, career background, you bring yes. a whole nother element. You know, it's yes. just like when I talk with authors. I'm not an author. I'm a reader. I'm not a musician. I'm a fan. So. We come with our own sort of yeah. narrow. Well, it keeps you know getting wider with experience, but we can't talk. I can't talk to an artist the same way you can talk to an artist. It's you know it is. We do bring to the table our you know our own backgrounds with us. So, so you know I do want to put a plug out if anyone is still listening to tune in to Gary and I show. We do a show called live from Nashville, and we interview musicians from all different genres of music, and we've had some wonderful guests, and we will con- next week we have a great show, so tune in to that show. It, it airs on Saturdays at noon. Right. Central Standard okay. Time, and they just go to Equestrian Legacy, just like they're listening today, however you got yes. to us today. <laughs> it's on the Equestri- Equestrian Legacy Network. And so here is Mr. Gary Holt to sign out. Great to talk to you. <laughs> I think I put her on the spot, Bobby. What do you think? Oh, she, I didn't have any challenge with her being able to talk off the spot. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, it was a fun fun show today, huh? Fun show today. It was. Very fun show today. Yeah, Carol and Sills is just always a joy to have on the show. And and Sherry Copeland was great. And 50 years for Backcountry Horsemen of America. That's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the second woman chairman in 50 years. That's pretty awesome as well. So, anyhow. Anyhow, well, what's going on with that West and the rendezvous well, with the writer? Well, um, we are really enjoying rendezvous with the writer, and it airs Thursday nights on um, LA Talk Radio's Facebook page or at latalkradio.com. You can listen live or watch us. And we have a wonderful Western writer on with us tonight who is also a musician. His name is Mark C. Jackson. And um, he has written a really compelling three-book series that takes place 1835-1836 time period. And there's even a plot to assassinate Sam Houston in the book that we read, which was very interesting. So 
Um, he is our guest tonight, and um, we're we're looking forward to it. It is it is fun to do a show with with your spouse, isn't it? Well, it is. It's been fun with Mary Kay to do the live national show, <laughs> and, uh, and I, she kind of plugged it a little bit. But Saturday at noon, uh, for live from Nashville, we have Helene Cronin that is going to be on the show, and we're playing music from her new album called Landmarks. And then a guy that has been writing hits for over 40 years. He's done mm-hmm. songs like Bobby Sue and writing with Private Malone. And, yes, one um, of my favorites. Mm-hmm. 20 years ago, and Joni Harms. That's Wood Newton. So Wood mm-hmm. Newton will be joining us as well. So we've got a lot of fun coming up this Saturday beginning at noon on Live from Nashville. And then, uh, Bobby, did you get uh, Andy Head? album i did i did that is a pretty impressive a piece of work and so andy is. is going to be george joining us next thursday on the campfire cafe and we'll be talking with him about the new album roll on cowboys and uh, what a list of artists that he had that performed with this on this two cd set and uh, we and look he's forward to in with he's in I think he's in Elko right now, and of course, a lot of the artists, as you look, you know, you just look through the the uh, the booklet and the the set list, you can see a lot of the artists that are involved are also in Elko right now. I'm glad they're in Elko, and I'm not today. I think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll have a fun time talking with him, and then our good friend Robert the Trailmeister Eversoul will be joining us. And uh, man, he's just sitting on fire with his cinch making clinics and uh he's i still haven't gotten my cookies from him my christmas cookies bobby <laughs> and ours ours are gone we, we have eaten imagine. ours so i yes. would imagine i would imagine <laughs> but anyway it's all a lot of fun join us every thursday for the campfire cafe saddle up america immediately after that and then on saturdays live from nashville and of course catch the shows uh, that West Hour and Rendezvous Writer as well. So, listen, it's been a lot of fun, Bobby. Always fun having you. This has been—is this our eighth or ninth year? Or I think we're way? going in. I think we're going into our eighth. Wow! Wow! Or I don't know. Maybe we're going into <laughs> our ninth. I was so young when you joined me on this show. I don't know what happened. <laughs> But anyway, oh gosh. All right, here's another good friend of ours, and she used to go with us. Uh, Blessed Trails with Belinda Gale came on on mm-hmm. Sunday. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and Belinda Gale is a good friend of both of ours. Always a lot of fun visiting with her. And this is a great album from a great song from her album, Granite Mountain. It's one called Feather Quilt. We'll close the show out with that for. Day and invite your friends to tune in to Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. And uh, by the way, Bobby, we've just updated the website just a little bit, so be sure and go by and visit oh, EquestrianLegacy.net. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, we're going to close the show out with the Blindell's Feather Quilt, and we'll see you next Thursday for the Campfire Cafe at Saddle of America. Thanks for listening.
Shake out this old feather quill. 